Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. On today's PCOS Diva podcast, we're going to be exploring the three pillars of being a PCOS Diva, which are think like a diva, eat like a diva, and move like a diva. This is the foundation of my book, Healing PCOS, as well as my Jumpstart program and seasonal mini courses. And I wanted to get a a new perspective on these ideas of mindset and nourishing yourself with the nutrient rich food and exercising to um, to really help with your your metabolic condition and insulin resistance. So I invited Bella Castro onto the PCOS Diva podcast today and she is the founder and head trainer of Be Fit and Bella's Be Fit program, was born with the aim to help women better understand their their intentions as a way to break free of bad habits and negative thought cycles. She teaches women of all backgrounds to become more focused, intentional, and tough in the face of life's traumas and setbacks. So welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast, Bella. Well, thank you so much for welcoming me to this experience, to this journey where we're going to dive deep into some amazing topics today. So I think it all starts with mindset. It's very hard to change the way you eat and move your body uh, in a more positive ways without shifting towards a more positive mindset, um, especially in, in um, you know, when you're dealing with trauma or a chronic disease or illness um, condition like PCOS. So tell us how mindset can help and harm our wellness goals. Of course, uh, mindset is definitely one of the life-changing courses of everything. So the first step that I would say is for us to feel, feel the emotions that are going through our bodies. Then we got to learn from the experiences that we're facing. And then we got to make a decision. We got to act. So with the first being feeling, because a lot of times we we have to understand we also are emotional beings and emotionals, emotional means that we are energy and energy flows through us at every given moment. So if we are able to capture what we're feeling, we're able to understand why we're feeling that way. 
then we can learn from the experience why are we feeling that specific way, right? Is is a traumatic experience that we're trying to overcome? Is it a limiting belief? Is a fear? Is an insecurity? And then from there, we can learn how to overcome that situation. And lastly, we got to act. Okay, how would the best version of me act knowing that these feelings and those emotions are going through me, that they're being caused by this traumatic or the insecurity or the fear? And how can I move past it with more love, and uh, gracious thoughts about myself, more gratitude, more love, more compassion towards myself, knowing that I can be better than the version of me that I was before. So that path of growth comes from understanding that every thought that crosses your mind has an impact on the way that in a cellular level, it shapes who you are. So mindset is the beginning of everything. So how do you coach your, your clients when they are kind of stuck or they've fallen off the wagon and they know they have to get back on to making um, healthier choices with the food that they eat and the way they move their body, but they're just sort of feeling stuck. How do you, how do you coach around that? So we should first understand the past. The past is uh, the trigger of everything is the seed that was planted at some point in your life that might be stuck there in your subconscious and is shaping your reality. So what you have to do is dive deep, understand what is the subconscious behavior that is in autopilot right now that you have to shift. Um, That can come from direct or indirect relationships with your past. Let's say your parents, you sweet super bad, or your mom would call you names that did not resonate with the person that you wanted to become. Let's say that, right? So you have to shift that pattern. How do you do that? By daily affirmations, by changing the way you talk to yourself. So first we recognize the past behaviors. They're still triggering uh, the way we react right now in the present. Then in the present, we focus on the relationship that we have with ourselves. Are they coming from a place of fear or are they coming from a place of love? Love is when we move with the intentions of expansion and growth and fear comes from retraction. And a lot of times it prevents us from moving past it. So we know that in reality, when we are stuck is because there's fears related with that experience. And then moving past that, looking to the future and envisioning the person that we want to become, that comes from a place of excitement versus intimidation. So knowing that excitement can come from the future, having that clear vision of what we want and still moving past that uh, the fears from the present and the traumas from the past, that's pretty much how I navigate people through overcoming their patterns and becoming their best selves. Yeah, I, I um, frame that idea of being your best self as that diva in you, that, that PCOS diva and um, really thinking about what um, that ideal kind of best version of you, what she eats every day, what she wears, um, how she holds herself as she goes through her life. And I try to kind of match (laughs) my daily existence with that ideal version of me. That's that. And that's kind of what I'm hearing you're you saying as well as kind of having that picture and that vision of who you want to be um, and hold that for yourself as you move forward. Yes, a hundred percent. And you have to incorporate that version of you at every single moment. You know, if you want to be 
a millionaire, you gotta be, I'm a millionaire. If you want to be super healthy, I'm a healthier human being. Mm-hmm. You know, I make better choices that align with that. Do I want to take care of my beauty? Yeah, I'm a beautiful human being. I'm going to wear my makeup and dress the way that I want to dress because why not do it now versus delaying the gratification that I want, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that comes from the same perspective that you have. The diva mentality is just embracing that version of you, the higher version of you at every single moment of your life. Mm-hmm. So I think of that food just makes, uh, to me, it's like 80% of the (laughs) equation um, in terms of healing PCOS. We have to start with that mind piece, but we can't out-exercise a bad diet. um, and, And food is so integral in healing PCOS. So I'd love to hear about um, those of us that really have had a, um, you know, not so healthy relationship with food. I know a lot of women with PCOS, myself included, when I was really struggling, um, suffered with a lot of eating or disordered eating patterns, compulsive eating. You know, a lot of it is as a result of, um, you know, blood sugar imbalances, but um, when you have kind of that unhealthy relationship with food, how do you work to overcome that and build a healthy me, relationship? Sorry, go ahead. Yes. I mean, Amy, I'm in the same path that you, like I had eating disorders before I was compulsive in my eating habits. Um, I was highly addicted to sugar. It comes from the place where you have to understand there's two ways to navigate through, uh, your eating habits. First, understand if it's a habits that you have accumulated throughout your life based on, you know, your, your family, maybe, maybe people around you, how are they eating? Are you just copying the way that you eat, that they eat, or are you establishing what's good for you? And then second is, okay, do I eat because I'm emotional with my, with myself? Am I knowing how to deal with my emotions and channel the emotions to a higher version of me? And then third is acting from a place of love. So if you love yourself, you know that vibrant foods are what going to give you more life and energy. So how can you incorporate more fruits and vegetables and raw foods in your, in your daily basis so you can have the level of energy that you're seeking rather than, you know, eating sugar or coffee or implementing uh, fake energy into your days, right? So um, in the end of the day, for me, the sugar cravings, only happened when I started to understand that sugar really affects everything in your life. It causes a lot of imbalances in your brain, in your body. Understand how important it is to have a good gut health, you know, include more fruits and vegetables, increase that gut flora, understand the importance of fiber, um, probiotics, prebiotics, and things that are super good for you. They're going to increase your efficiency every single day your brain is going to work better you have more clarity you have more energy i mean why not choose that you know and the instant gratification of the foods that sometimes we choose and i understand because i used to be there i used to be the type of person that we eat a whole entire um, oreo box or you know cookies i didn't care but from the moment that i changed and i started seeing the benefits it was a no-brainer 
I was like, why would I not choose to take care of myself first? You know, why would I, why would I not choose this path that I can have more clarity, achieve better eating habits, look better, feel better, think better? I mean, there's just so many reasons why not to stick with uh, an amazing nutrition balance. Um, and also understand that intuitive eating, right? Because you don't want to eat just because people around are eating. You don't want to drink alcohol just because everybody around you is drinking. You can make your own choices. You can use your conscious brain and make choices that align with the higher version version of mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it. <clears throat> I think that a lot of women still are in that place of, and I don't think you really even realize that you're doing it, but punishing yourself with food. Um, and that's where that, that self-love piece is so critical. Um, and I guess we're going backwards to the mindset, but what other ways do you help women foster that, um, that self-love when it's really difficult to do so? <laughs> Yeah, self-love is the core of everything. So when you understand that you are love, like in, in a energy perspective, um, you can increase that level at any given moment. And how do you do that? By cultivating gratitude, by cultivating better thoughts about yourself. Again, going back to the past, understanding that there are some still connections that you have made from uh, places where people put you as, let's say, a negative box of um, you are not beautiful or you're not skinny or whatever that negative thing that you associate yourself with, you can switch, you can transform, you can create the reality that you want for yourself. You can stop victimizing yourself mm -hmm. and blaming the world for the things that are not your fault uh, or not related to you. Or if they directly impacted you, you have to forgive forgive yourself for allowing that and forgive the other people who were making you feel a certain way because that's the first step um, then you gotta accept that version of you that you're letting go accept that you're not perfect that you'll never be perfect but in the end of the day you're gonna do your best to grow and understand and expand your mind and from that place and on you're gonna have the gracefulness to understand that every step you take you're making an improvement it's not going to do everything. I, like making big changes all at once, it can be overwhelming. So you have to stay, take a step at a time. And how do I do that? Let's say, for example, I love chocolate. So one day I'll buy a milk chocolate. The next day I'll buy a 70% cacao chocolate. The next day, you know, so then you can start changing a little bit, finding better alternatives to um, deal with those limiting beliefs that you have and slowly transition to this high version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to read a book, you can start reading a few pages of the book. If you want to, you know, start walking every day, put a time of the day that you want to walk. If you want to create a morning routine, slowly start shifting to that version of you. You don't have to be so hard on yourself, but yet have the ability to understand that you can do it. You got to believe it. So if you, you've gotten to this place where you're ready to give yourself more love and appreciation, but you still don't love vegetables. <laughs> you, you, you talk a lot about, you know, adding more fruit and vegetables to your diet. I mean, fruit is an easy one, but for a lot of women, vegetables are tough. Um, so how do you 
suggest, uh, you know, making it more enjoyable to eat your vegetables? I'd say first change your mind about it because there's so many vegetables. There's thousands of vegetables out there and there's thousands of ways to play with them. There's different ways of cooking them, different ways of seasoning them. Um, so just like you go to a store and buy products that are industrialized and packed, mm -hmm. they have been modified. So you can modify the raw vegetables, the raw foods, and make them taste exactly how you want them to. So you got to be playful with that. Mm -hmm. You got to be open-minded. You got to be able to experiment different uh, possibilities, you know. And in the beginning, it's hard because let's say if you eat a raw broccoli, you might hate the taste, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? But if you go and try to adapt the broccoli, maybe roast the broccoli, maybe steam the broccoli, put some seasoning, maybe, um, you know, truffle oil, I don't know, maybe a little bit of cheese or even like including some things that you like that can complement that vegetable to taste better for your palate and then slow the transitioning to something, you know, less heavy or less oily or something like that. But you don't have to do all at once. Going back to the point, you don't need to make strong shifts either. You can make slow shifts into mm -hmm. adapting that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, the more you start eating vegetables, it, it's funny, the more you crave them, <laughs> yes. even though you think that you never would, but, um, you know, green beans actually start tasting really good. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny that you say that because um, I just had a client that told me that my, my life shifted because I started creating, you know, slower habits. And now it's completely shifted where mm -hmm. she said, I crave vegetables. I wake up and I'm ready to eat my healthy breakfast, my healthy lunch, my healthy dinner, because she's an engineer and she needs to be a problem solver. And guess mm -hmm. where your energy comes from? Your brain. And if your brain is not functioning correctly with foods, they're not nourishing your brain. Guess what? You're not going to be able to find solutions as fast. So she's not only adapting because she's actually now enjoying the vegetables, but she's, she's enjoying the feeling that the vegetable gives us, gives her mm -hmm. to create a better lifestyle, be more productive at work, get better results, maybe even get a promotion. Who knows? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things that comes with making better choices for your body, uh, environmental changes, you know, like maybe surrounding yourself with people that uplift you, that make you feel welcome, that make you feel like yourself um, encouraging yourself to be included in programs that will be more about wellness, right? So like everything that you do, make a choice that comes from your heart, but also comes from a place where you know, you're going to be improving your life. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Mm, it's really, I, I encourage women to discover what their big why is. And it has to be your big why that keeps you motivated, especially around, um, the food that you choose, it has to be bigger than, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. And I'm sure that that client, you know, that I want to lose 10 pounds wasn't going to propel her um, with a, a great enough momentum moving forward. She had to dig deeper than that. A hundred percent. Yes. Always digging deep and uh, finding the core of your existence, uh, eating vibration foods, encouraging yourself to dive deep into your soul, find your essence, 
And again, go back to the same point of going back to your past, uh, finding your own truth, because a lot of times we live for the truths of other people and that get, gets us frustrated, triggers us to feel a certain way. But the more we can find our own truth and our own you know, perspective of life, because not everybody's the same, we're not the same, we are unique and we can build that authenticity from the standpoint of you become your own diva, you become your version of the diva that you want to become. So I think that's very important too. So before we move on to the the pillar of moving like a diva, you you mentioned um, vibration and food. So I'd love for you to kind of explain what that is all about. Of course, it's so important for us to understand this concept because if we think about raw foods, they come from nature and nature is love. Nature is life. So if you think everything that you eat that is not as atomically modified, it's everything that is vibrating. It's life. Everything that comes from an industry, that comes from a manufacturer, that comes in a packed uh, product, it, it means that it has been atomically modified multiple times and it has lost its purpose. It's lost its uh, originality as a source a raw food, a raw ingredient. So that's why I encourage all my clients, even if they go and buy a lot of products that are not super healthy, they're, you know, chemically modified, um, they can still choose products that have less ingredients. Because if you choose the high vibration food, you're going to feel it inside of you. I'm telling you, it's transformation. And I can tell because you also are living in that lifestyle. But the more we can encourage that, right, less processed foods, the more we can create that sense of vibration inside of us because we're going to be uh, eating and consuming and nourishing our bodies with more life, which is more health, which is more energy, which is more vibration. Mm -hmm. And it's just a different way of looking at it um, versus calories in, calories out. It's you're adding more um, higher vibrational foods. I was trying to explain this to my daughter the other day that when she's in a low depressed mood, I always ask her, well, what have you been eating? Because she could usually identify it's the low depressed food um, that she's been eating at school, um, sharing, you know, junky Doritos and that kind of thing. Um, and that just comes out with a low vibrational mood. Um, so adding it's, it, to me, it's one of the best ways besides like walking in nature to raise your vibration by just eating some, um, having a, a good, healthy salad. Yes. A hundred percent. and I'm talking in this easy terms because, so, you know, sometimes you can get very scientific mm -hmm. and passionate about it, but I just want everybody to understand that you can consume life. You can bring more life into your life, which that's why eating these raw foods is so important. So let's talk about exercise because, um, you know, that is something that you're uh, an expert at. You are a, a collegiate tennis player um, and you really help women with, you know, getting fit and beef is the name of your program is called Be Fit. Mm -hmm. So women with PCOS tend to be very insulin resistant um, exercise is so such an important piece, 
but you know we found and I, a lot of us through trial and error that that single exertion cardio type exercise just doesn't really work for us. Um, it taxes our adrenals. Um, I know when I was running all the time, I would actually gain weight. It really made no sense. Um, so, but uh, you know, I, I'm a, a big believer in strength training, um, you know, making sure you're flexible and, and doing yoga for that mind body connection. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on moving like a diva and um, how to, you know, help our metabolism through movement. I love this topic so much <laughs> because I think that there's two different types of goals and ambition when it comes to moving your body, right? So you can move for health or you can move for fitness or you can move for both. I encourage people moving for both. When it moves just for health, it means that you're not necessarily driven by the way your body looks. You're driven by the level of energy you want to have. The fitness side is when you're like a bodybuilder or somebody that just want to look the physique about exercising. I like to combine both concepts. Why? Because you want to optimize your body. You want to optimize your systems internally. You want all your organs to function correctly. You want your hormonal balance to be amazing. You want your energy to be up. You want to have endurance, strength, flexibility, and mobility all at the same time. So if you can incorporate that in your life, that's how you get the best freaking results. And I'm telling you, because that's what I've been implementing in my life for the past two years. And before, I'll tell you, for 15 years playing tennis, you do a lot of exercising. And we do, you know, we still do sprints and weight training and all different kinds of modalities to make sure we're prepared for long matches. But at the same time, after I graduated, I could not find a program that could implement all that at the same time. What I encourage is not just the exercising either, is breathing. The importance of the breath when you exercise for you to inhale and exhale and to transfer the energy in and out of your body is extremely important for a good workout. Not only that, but the form, the intention behind when you go on a, down on a squat, are you focusing on just, oh, look how my butt looks? Or are you thinking about what are the muscles that I'm contracting in my body? How low can I go? How can I stretch these muscles? How can I improve the movement? How can I prevent my, my knee to be engaged? You know, so is coming from a holistic standpoint of the body versus coming from a place where you just focus on, oh, I need to get, you know, a six pack, right? Because if it comes from a place of, oh, let me optimize my body, your results will going to be significantly better. And you're going to fall in love with the process of taking care of yourself to become the diva that you deserve to be. So what do you recommend for, for clients that are dealing with metabolic issues um, like insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes? Uh, what do you think is kind of the right mix of exercise types? Yeah, so I'm going to give an example of my routine. It's only 32 minutes and we focus on different body parts. Um, we do upper body, lower body, core, full body. And then the last day we do a little bit of movement where we encourage the feminine energy to be expanded, like dancing or yoga or any type of mobility exercise. 
to where we are not just getting stronger and creating the endurance that our body needs, but we also expanding on those movements, on the type of uh, motions that we can do with our bodies that a lot of times we get, we forget, right? Mm -hmm. So getting those ligaments to be more stretched, the joints to be moving and flexible, um, the muscles should be elongated and being able to stretch and contract. Uh, so everything comes from a place where you understand that you can optimize your body. That's when transformation starts taking place because not only will the body going to be optimized, but your hormones, the hormones are the direct message of your body. So if you're having problems with diabetes, with thyroid issues, um, anything related to that, it has to do with your Im hormonal imbalances and the inability of your glands and different parts of your body to process foods, to process information. And we want to optimize that. So that's why including everything a little bit can help you increase. But now I do see the perspective of yoga, doing hot yoga, doing different kinds of exercises, but also including a little bit of cardio here and there, of course, is very important. Strength is very important. Doing a little bit of everything. I would say it's probably the best, uh, best answer in my case, in my opinion. So do you, do you still play a lot of tennis? I know I like to try to encourage women to do things that they enjoy doing is when they were kids. I, I, I think, you know, whether it was riding your bike or, or playing a sport, um, you know, finding that joy in movement, because still for a lot of us going to the gym, I mean, I love the way that I feel, but I can't say I actually love, you know, love going, <laughs> but yes. I go because I feel good afterwards. Um, so what just tell us a little bit more about what, how you feel um, is best to reconnect with kind of the joy of just moving your body. I how can we that, do that? Yes. Uh, you have to change the perspective from an obligation to a possibility, to an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because when, if you go to the gym as an obligation, it means that you're not loving yourself deep enough to know that going to the gym is going to improve your life, period. It's going to improve your life in any aspect that you can possibly think of, physically, emotionally, mentally. So if you go to the gym and know that, there's a possibility of you becoming a better version of yourself that can come from a place of love mm -hmm. versus, oh, it's an obligation. I don't like it. Well, let's find something that you like. There's always something that you can like moving yourself to. Is it, if it's a sport, if it's just walking outside, if it's just connecting with nature, listening to music, dancing, um, there's so many different ways that you can encourage yourself to just move. Mm -hmm. Because let's just be honest, we're not meant to be sitting down the whole day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody put that in our mind, but it has never been the case. We're not mm -hmm. even meant to be sitting. Mm -hmm. So if we can just walk, uh, right, if you even can work standing that can also already improve your life significantly mm -hmm. uh so just finding ways where you are movement you know even if you have to stretch your body a little bit and do different motions mm -hmm. it can improve you in significant ways mm -hmm. so it really does from what i've heard today it really does boil down to self-love and yes that's the essence of it all so tell us more about your BFIT program and how we can find out more about your work. 
Yes, of course. So my program is all about healing, connecting, and glowing. So healing, again, healing your body, healing your mind, healing your spirit. So then you can connect with your mind, your body, and your spirit, and then you can start glowing from inside and out. Um, the program now is a three-month commitment where we work on your nutrition, exercising, your mindset, mindfulness practices. And this program can be found on my Instagram. If you find me on Be Fit by Bella with one L. <laughs> and um, we can encourage you to become the best version of yourself. Let's schedule a consultation and let's make things happen for you. And I will put that link in our show notes. Um, Bella, it was so nice to talk to you about eating, thinking, moving like a diva today. Thank you so much, Amy, for your time. And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, Remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.